I used to be a very timid, negative thinker and people pleaser. Then my relationship with God changed all that around. Now I have this podcast called The Essence of Life, where I share with people about various aspects of life. For example, your health, finances, personal development, your relationships, and of course, your spirituality. And just how you can balance all of these things together to live the abundantly blessed and balanced life that Jesus came for you to live. John 10.10 tells us, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came so that you can have life and to live it to the full and to enjoy it. If you would like to know more about this podcast, please subscribe for more content on living the abundantly balanced life. Sebo, sounds good. God bless you. Does your life emulate the God that you serve? This is a very interesting question. I was having a conversation with an apostle once and he said to me, you know, Natisha, if you have a school as a child of God, it's supposed to have emulate a spirit of excellence that makes it different from someone who is in the natural world who has a school. That stood out to me and that is so true. There are too many of us who are living life proclaiming to be Christians, but our lives do not reflect a life of abundance and it does not reflect the qualities of the God that we serve. If the scripture says, my father will supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. If the scripture says that if we seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, that everything from the kingdom of God will be added onto us. Now, if we take a good look at creation and see the complexity and the intricate details that are placed in creation itself, we are truly marveled by the sight of it. This alone should let us know that our God is not no little pity party kind of God. Our God is not a God of weakness and and mediocrity. We serve a God of absolute excellence above and beyond, exceedingly abundantly and above it all, all we could ask for or even fathom. The best of the best that we could even think of within our minds, God could magnify that into something even greater. So why is it that Christians are still living lives on earth that are mediocre? Why are we still living in a poverty mindset? I need you to pray. Begin to pray and say, Lord, I need to be released from a poverty mindset. Yes, we must be humble and yes, we must be good stewards as he instructed us and needs us to be. However, it is also important for us to emulate the God that we serve. Pastors are being cursed because they are living a certain standard of life. Okay, they can't have the fanciest cars. They cannot have a a good house to live in. They should be walking around and be broke. And if they are, then the world still criticize them and say, how can you say that you are a child of God, yet you look so lowly? God calls us to be humble. 
But if we take a look at the people in the Bible, the remnants of God, this his chosen people, God's chosen people were never lacking. Even with all their insecurities and all the things that they dealt with, God's people never lacked anything. Let's take a look at some of the most important biblical characters, the remnants of God, the ones that he used and worked through. I'd like to begin with Abraham. Abraham was the biggest, most powerful real estate man ever lived. There isn't another one, not even Grant Cardone or any of these other real estate agents who are parading around the place that has the amount of wealth and property that Abraham possessed. There's an episode that I have, if you scroll in the list below and I'm pointing downwards for you, where that says, pay the full price. Can you pay the full price? There's a section in the scripture that talks about Abraham going towards a specific owner of a property and insisting that he paid the full price for a piece of land because he wanted to use it for a burial ground. And as much as the ruler said to him, you know what, I'm going to give you a discount. He's like, no, I'm paying the full price i insist why are children of god living broke down lives this whole podcast is about living a life of abundance and it's not just about wealth and finance and money but i'm speaking in entirety i'm speaking to your mind your level of thinking must also be one of abundance and richness jesus walked the face of the earth with the most sane and balanced mind that one could ever think of. He knew when to speak. He knew when to back away. He knew when to draw the line in the sand when they accused the prostitute. He had such wisdom. And of course, you could say, okay, well, he was the son of God, so it's obvious. But what about Solomon? What about David who knew when to hide from Saul? What about Elisha and Elijah? What about all of these men and women of God who knew what they should do and when they should do it? It's because their minds were in the place of soundness. That's why he said in his word, I do not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There are other critical persons in the bible like solomon also had great wealth even when he chose to marry these different women so he could have an an edge into their property david david had everything he needed as a king to the point where god said to him if you needed another woman i could have provided that for you and this is the kind of thing i'm talking about why is it that we believe that in a relationship with God or a life in God must be one of poverty and lack, not just physically and financially, but in our health, in our minds, in our souls? Who taught us that? Where did that come from? Oh, I know. The great deceiver who consistently tells you that in order for you to live life, quote unquote, you cannot have a personal relationship with God. Does your life reflect the powerful and excellent God that you serve? Take a look at your life. Examine yourself. Examine your soul. Examine your life, your family, your relationships. Do they reflect the God that you serve in Christ Jesus? 
God calls his children into relationship and communion with him while they are on earth. It's, it's not just for us to be saved from eternal damnation, which is when we die and we live this earth, that our spirits transcend into a realm of heaven or in hell. This is the first part of salvation, but God also wants us to live here on earth. He said, I know the plans, thank you, Holy Spirit, that I have for you, plans to prosper and not harm you. God wants to prosper you. Why do we continue to live in poverty and lack and, and we're consistently worried and stressed? We are timid. We are intimidated. We are afraid to be as bold as a lion. As the scripture said, the righteous is as bold as a lion. No wonder, no wonder the people in the world laugh at us and they don't want anything that we have. Because we make a relationship with God look like a prison instead of something of abundance. He said, I came so that you can have life and have it to the full and to enjoy it, an abundant life. If God is within us, we become a new creation. He begins to change us by the renewing of our minds. And if God is within us, we cannot fail circumstances will come but because we are rich in our thoughts and our minds and we understand the power of God we already know that we are victorious so these things don't even face who we are we should not be bogged down by depression and anxiety and mental illnesses our bodies should not get to the place where it is emotionally ill to give us physical sickness as I did in my previous episode emotionally induced illnesses what is God's real plan for us while we are still here with the time that he's giving us every time someone celebrates a birthday they talk about oh I wish you many more years to come and and all of these things but what are you gonna do with the many more years to come if you read the introduction of my second book the essence of life, God, them and me, it talks about, it asks this question. When people say this person lived a full life, what does that mean? Do you aspire to live a full life? Why are you living from paycheck to paycheck? Does that reflect the God that you serve? That you think God wants you to live from paycheck to paycheck all your life? God teaches us in different ways. And I can understand if we're starting a business, then maybe God might realize, okay, I am going to let you start small because it says it in his word. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. So I could teach you the foundation of things and then I'm going to increase you. Anything that is done in God must grow. If it doesn't grow, you're the one who's blocking it. So again, I'm asking us, let us take a five minutes to sit and examine our lives. Let's start with our relationship with God, our spirituality. Is it one of abundance? Is it an excellent one? Do we do the things of God with love and, and, and excellence and, and, and passion? Whatever way you're serving God, do you do it with the best of your ability? Do you ask yourself the question, was this my best? Do you serve God with a full heart filled with love and, and gratitude that you are doing something for God? I'm doing it with excellence because I'm not doing it to my pastor. I'm not doing it for my family. I'm doing it unto God and God is a God of excellence. Some of us, we're trying to please our bosses and, and our, our spouse and our friends and to look good in front of them, to get earthly glory. But we're not doing the same thing for God. 
and then i want you to start looking at your health your your mental emotional and physical health does it reflect the power of god in your life is your health excellent or are you consistently sick are you consistently depressed are you consistently anxious your mind is all over the place your body is sick you're just tired all the time do you think that this is what god wants for his children when he said a life of abundance that's that's not right then i want you to come down the line look at your finances does it reflect the excellence of god i talk about budgeting a lot do you have a plan for your money because it's important if you don't have a plan for your money then it's like it just goes into the wind and you have no accountability of how you spent it is your finance organized does it reflect at the end of the month at the end of the week can you give an account i have an, another episode on that giving an account and accountability can you give an account okay i spend this much on food can you take a look at your budget and realize where you're spending too much if for example a situation presents itself can you look at your money and say okay this is where i'm going to cut out and this is where i'm going to add can you do that or is your money just all over the place does it reflect the excellence of god no you're not an accountant well maybe some of you are but is it organized with the spirit of excellence So we come in down the line. We look at our spirituality, we looked at our health, we look at our finances, relationships. Your relationship with your spouse, your children, your co-workers, the people in the supermarket that you constantly go to, your congregation, your your church people. Wherever you you assemble continually, you're going to develop some level of relationship with these people. Do these relationship represent the excellence of God or not? That's the question. And what about your fun, your personal development, how you how you improve yourself, how you spend quality time and and invest in yourself? Do you even invest in yourself? Do you try to, you know, do a course? I teach English courses. I also produce books. I'm writing books. I'm I'm doing this podcast. Do you spend time not just listening, but do you take notes and and learn something? Are you investing in the improvement of yourself or are you the same person in the level of knowledge that you had last year? It's still the same level of knowledge. You didn't learn anything new. And when I say learn, learn to the point where it becomes knowledge to you, a part of you that you can reuse it at a given time. Do you have fun as children of God? How is your face always like a blowfish and you're always just this unhappy person? You don't know how to crack a joke. You do not know how to have fun outside of getting drunk and being half naked or going in a bacchanal kind of place. That's the only way you know how to have fun. Do you know how to have good clean fun? Travel, take a trip, go to the beach. There's so many things. I have an article on my blog that you can check out about what else can Christians do besides beach and movies. But do you have fun? That's the point. Because our God is a God of joy. It says the fruits of the spirit of God is love, joy, peace. Joy is the second one. Love and then joy. My essence listeners, I just had to jump on and share this with you. I needed to ask us this question. Does the life you live reflect the excellence of the God you serve? Or are you embarrassing God? Because you have a poverty mindset? 
because you have a laid back attitude and you are lazy and you don't want to push yourself and you don't want to go through some challenges so that you can improve and let God refine you through the refiner's fire and squeeze you and crush you like grapes and bring new wine out of you. Are you walking around living a life of failure and misery and still opening your sanctified mouth and saying, I am a child of God? No, that ain't it. God wants his children to live. That's why he put Joseph as the emperor. After Joseph went through the battles, he was in high place. Every single one of them, Moses lived in the highest place in Egypt. And God blessed him. So my brothers and sisters, my essence listeners, take five minutes. This is your task. Take five minutes, sit and listen and ask yourself, am I living the life of abundance that God died? Jesus died on that cross for me to live that life. Do people bother me with every single thing they say and do? Or do I have a level, stable mindset, a sound mind, a mind of power and a mind of love? Does the wisdom of God and his excellence flow? Do I do my job with a spirit of excellence? Do I love my family with a spirit of excellence? Do I love my neighbor with a spirit of excellence? Because that is what is going to convince someone that God is real. It's not your words. It's your actions and how you live your life. We present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable before him. Don't embarrass God. Stop embarrassing God and ask him to take you to a place where you can show others that he is the God of excellence that he truly is through your life and in your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this. Don't forget to stay connected to this wherever you are listening to it. Leave a comment. Leave your feedback on Spotify for podcasters. Don't forget to do that. I want to hear from you. I want to know the answer to this question. Say bon? Sounds good. See you next time. Bye-bye.